0: Hold the Line with Mike Solon is brought to you by the Seattle Police Officers Guild, Seattle's public safety voice, and by Heart to Heart Medical Supply. Heart to Heart is an American company offering FDA registered respirator masks at the lowest prices. Heart to Heart offers free same day shipping, and by using the promo code DELTA at checkout, you can receive 5% off your entire order. Visit hearttoheart.com. That's H-A-R-T, the number two. H A R T dot Heart to heart, where great masks are just a click away.
1: Do you want to take him? Meaning that's the sergeant talking to the officer. Do you want to take him? Meaning sending the dog. Take him. The line must be drawn
0: here. This far, no father! This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish. Not a fight. Hold
1: the line! Hey, welcome back to Hold the Line with Mike Solon. This will cover the recent death of K-9 Officer Jedi. we got a couple news articles to go with uh, my presentation that will basically assist the audience with understanding what happened to Jedi Then I'm going to break it down with some video and then compare it to other use of force canine deployments in terms of officer involved shootings. Now I have to couch this with telling you, I can't really get into the details of some of these issues, uh, because some of them are still being, um, obviously investigated and the labor process is working out. So I don't want to be accused of uh, circumventing the accountability process, so I hope you understand. I think those um, hurdles that I need to navigate, but I think you still get a little uh, a, a window as to my thoughts on this, the ramifications of this, the current reform bills, what this means to public safety in general. As uh, undoubtedly, this uh, this incident was extremely tragic. So we'll start with uh, Cairo 7 had this piece together, and this was on January 5th, about 4.30 in the afternoon, and uh, gave a report at the scene, and they'll break it down in just a minute. We continue to follow breaking news tonight. A police shooting is under investigation in South Seattle
0: where officers shot and killed a burglary suspect after they say he stabbed a police dog to death.
1: This all happened on the southwest edge of Beacon Hill. That's where we find Kyra 7's Graham Johnson live tonight. And Graham, a police officer handling
0: that dog was also stabbed in the face. And Gary, we're told that officer was treated here on the scene, but might need more medical help. This all ended right back here as police shot and killed that suspect in the 6700 block of Swift Avenue South. We have video of where this began, not far from here on South Eddy Street. A little after 2 p.m., police say people at a house called 911 to report a burglary in progress by a man armed with a machete and a knife.
1: So just imagine that you're in your home, you think it's safe. I mean, I think we could all understand and agree that your home is the most uh, private and most cherished commodity where you feel safe. And uh, anybody that breaches that safety net, to me, is somebody who obviously disregards your own safety, doesn't care, and um, is not acting in a rational manner. So... Who's there to intervene? Well, you as a homeowner can. If your safety's in jeopardy, for sure, you're backed up by that constitutionally. But then they call the police for help. And then the police respond, and we're met with some some interesting developments as this call
0: continued. Officers showed up and found the man, then chased him a few blocks away. That's when police say the dog, quoting here, engaged with the suspect, and the man stabbed the canine to death.
1: So as tragic as that is, and I want to thank Cairo for uh, for having that piece and covering this. And link will be in the description. It's tragic, and Jedi was just doing his job. Community member called nine one one concerned about this person breaking into their home armed with a uh, edge weapon, a knife, and a machete. And um, police get there, do our job. Canine Jedi Jedi. Uh, does his job and tragically lost his life in the service of our community and protecting his human handler, who was also stabbed in this incident. And this next piece that I'm going to talk about is is difficult for me because the handler is, is a friend of mine. I have ultimate respect for this person. He's profoundly resilient And he and Jedi were arguably one of the best police canine teams in the history of that unit. And uh, on January 5th, shortly after that, um, near the same time Cairo put their piece out, the SPD blotter put something out as well. And I'll just read it briefly. Police shot and killed a burglary suspect in South Seattle on Wednesday after he fatally stabbed a police dog and injured an officer during a struggle. Around 2.45 p.m., the resident of the home in the 2200 block of South Eddy called 911 and reported a man armed with a knife was breaking into their home. A K-9 team arrived on the call, saw the suspect, and began pursuing him as he fled on foot. In the 6700 block of Swift Avenue South, a police dog engaged with the suspect. The suspect then fatally stabbed the dog and injured an officer in an ensuing struggle. You know, one thing, a little bit of feedback I'd give the department here, and I'm not throwing them under the bus. I would just say, the dog, well, it's a canine officer. You could could put in there, canine officer Jedi. Just throwing that out there. Another officer arrived on scene and fired at at the suspect, fatally striking him. The force investigation team will investigate the officer involved shooting. Representatives of the Office of Police Accountability and the Office of Inspector General also also responded to the scene. Per policy, the department will release video of the incident within 72 hours. And they have an update uh, two days later. The Seattle P- the Police Department is releasing video of this incident showing a K-9 team, an SPD patrol officer, and a patrol sergeant contacting the burglary suspect. The video shows a suspect who was armed with a machete and a knife fatally stabbing police dog Jedi before an officer opens fire, fatally striking the suspect. And they go on by saying, this matter remains an active and ongoing investigation by the force investigation team and the Office of Police Accountability. New and updated information will continue to be added to this post as it becomes available. And then they name the officer who fired the shots at the suspect. I'm not going to name him. Feel free to check it out on the blotter if you want. Link will be in the description. And then I'll get into this uh, really difficult video. Uh, Truth be told, I haven't watched it in its entirety. Uh, I will for the audience. It's tough. It's tough for sure. But you know what? It's part of our job. Any loss of life is tragic. Especially when it impacts one of your own, one of those that you've been on calls together. You know, you expect that and accept it as part of the job, but when it hits home, I can tell you right now, it's extremely difficult to wrap your head around it. I'm feeling so much empathy and sorrow for the canine handler, the police officer, the human, an outstanding person he is. And equally for officer canine officer Jedi, the dog was incredible. And I'll break down the body worn video right now for you, with tactics considerations, its tie into public safety and the reform bills, and how that had a play in this tragic incident.
0: I no, don't here. I've got an intruder in my house. What's the address? Yeah. Uh. Up Eddie
1: Street. Up Eddie Street. You have no idea who this person
0: yep. is. Nope. No idea. Okay. He's got a knife.
1: Okay, hold on one second. I want to get people rolling yep. that way before we go
0: any further. Thank you.
1: Okay. Is he making any threats with that knife, brandishing or anything like that? He, what's that? Did he make any threats with the knife, brandishing or anything?
0: Yes, he is right now. He's threatening me with a shit. Okay, is it like a machete or is it a? He's got a machete, yeah.
1: Okay. So there it is. That's the nine one one call from the community member. Uh, you can just hear, uh, you know, his heightened awareness. He's scared. Uh, he's calling nine one one for help. Police get here. There's a there's a person in my house armed with a machete. I what would you do? Think about that. You're in your dwelling, as I alluded to earlier. You got this person invading your safe space. So then police arrive. And the video continues. So, middle of the day.
0: Tuesday, we got something going on here. 23 and Eddie. Might be the guy. Hispanic male. Some kind of a towel on him. Someone's chasing him with a so baseball. So he's already bat.
1: identified a disturbance, maybe about a block away from him. It appears as if he's positioned looking westbound. So you can see West Seattle in the in the background there. You've got a you got a garbage truck in front of him. You got the garbage truck worker there. Appears to be people following this guy who is shirtless, carrying what looks like a long stick, just based upon the body cam video footage or excuse me, the in-car video footage, uh, also clothed with a towel. Uh, That seems to be a bit odd, especially in the wintertime, barefoot. So number one, you get the 911 call, something's going on, and good on the sergeant to try to decipher this problem and is immediately identifying things that stick out to him. And he's advising radio and officers that are going to assist him on that call of what he has. That's why communication is critical. And what it also highlights is that it's already chaotic. I mean, it's, it's, it's a problem. You got somebody armed with what appears to be a deadly weapon, an edge weapon, who's moving, and you got possible community members in harm's way. So he was a police officer, have to intervene. And body in car video continues.
0: He's going southbound on 23rd. I'm gonna call out to him on the PA.
1: So he's, he's done a good job. Um, he's identified the directions of the suspect. His, his travel southbound on 23rd from Eddie. He's identified that there's a community member armed with a baseball bat to, pr- to protect themselves. And then just now, you can see Jedi and his human partner going after the suspect to try to contain him. Jedi is on a lead, which is per policy, the right thing to do. And we're waiting for more resources to get there. And you've got this individual who is uh, pointing at the suspect to the sergeant who's still in his car. Hey, that guy's going down there. And then it unfolds.
0: Move it, move it.
1: It's telling the community member to move. Now the chase is on, and they're going southbound on 23rd. This guy's running away. Can you just imagine that your heart rate's up? It's spiked. You're in a full jog. You've got, the, you've got the dog on lead, and then you're thinking through things. Okay, what's the policy? How many units do I have? How do I contain this person who is armed with a machete, who's running away from me? You've got potential other victims slash potential hostages that the suspect can use as a shield or hurt, if not kill, if he wanted to. So, as a police officer, how do you how do you deal with this? You know, given your training, how do you make sure that you have enough resources to stop or intervene a person in crisis who's armed with an edge weapon? This is a dynamic, rapidly evolving incident. And mind you, we have limited police resources right now in the city of Seattle. Folks, we are at 1, excuse me, 880 deployable line officers and sergeants who are SPOG members to protect you. And all the data shows that what we need for a city our size and our population is around 1,500. I've said this on the podcast before. Our sister city, Boston, in Massachusetts, has over 2,000 cops, and they have a less of a population than Seattle. Wrap that around your head. So as a police officer, you're thinking of all of this stuff. How do I contain this individual? And how do I mine for my safety and the community's safety? We'll let it dumb play. So right now, he's got this individual who seems to be armed with several things. He looks like he's going to some stairs of a random house. So what's going through your head? You're basically alone. I mean, you're in pursuit of this individual because if you're not in pursuit of him and this guy's just roaming free, well, then are you really doing your job? That's why this officer has an—he's impeccable. Incredible public servant, willing to give his life to stop this person from breaking into another home, harming another community member. How would you deal with this?
0: Stop! He's
1: telling them to stop. Suspect stops. Turns towards him. He is armed. What would you do? Well, right now, legally, does this officer have the right to shoot him? I would say yes, but then here we go into the conversation. What de-escalation methods did you use to prevent that lethal encounter? What plan do you have in place? These are all the things that would be Monday morning quarterbacked with this officer's actions if he were to engage this suspect lethally at this time. Would he legally be justified? Sure. But in today's political climate, would he survive this? I highly doubt it. Folks, that's why I talk about staffing until I'm um, in, in nauseum. We don't have enough resources. So how can you even reach a level of de-escalation? And that's a very subjective word, depending upon who wants to jump on it and judge the officer's actions at this, at this time. You need a bunch of resources, meaning a bunch of officers, to de-escalate a situation. He's already tried, the officer. He's told him to stop. He's identified himself. There's a police dog on a lead just feet behind him. Yes, this person's in crisis, but is this person complying to the police lawful orders? And I continue to say in nauseam as well when we talk about these issues is that we need people to comply. If people didn't comply, then we're left with these tragic incidents that play out. Yeah, and you can talk about, well, he's in crisis. He can comply. Okay. So then what are, other, what are the other paths, tools we can use to intervene? And my my heart rate's going up because I don't want to see what's coming next, but we'll play it out. It it so it's slowed down a bit. Shows you that the suspect is slowly walking. He's still southbound. So this is to the to in front of you is Swift Avenue South, and we're facing southbound. I would say about a half a mile away is the South Precinct where other police officers are. But we don't have enough people right now. So what we have, it was I'm assuming that to the right, and it'll play out in just a second, that this patrol vehicle that you're seeing in the body-worn video is the sergeant. So mind you, he was initially behind the officer as they were initially pursuing this person. Another person slowed to a walk, and then now you're thinking, okay, how do I slow this down? How do I de-escalate it? How do I delay it to try to get enough resources, meaning police resources, to contain this individual? Because the last thing this officer wants to do is use lethal force against this, this, this person. Nobody that I know is a police officer wants to use lethal force. Number one, you're taking a human life. And who wants to do that? Nobody. In fact, if there was anybody that I worked with that wanted to, I'm telling you, you wouldn't be my friend, you wouldn't be on the department, period. But if you do, it it opens you up to so many legal ramifications. And it's just years and years and years and potential doxing from the fringe activists. It's crazy. Those are all things in your head when you're thinking about this stuff. And then coupled, the race of the suspect. Those are huge ramifications. Because you don't want to be accused of discrimination. He's looked back again at the, at the officer. He's
0: got the machete he's got the machete
1: So this is the canine off, officer Hanley saying he's got the machete. he's got the machete he puts that over the air getting it on the record. Also letting other units that are coming into the scene hopefully that indeed this person is armed with an edge weapon that is lethal that can kill you. So that spikes your your mindset your it heightens your awareness. So now he makes a bolt across the street, runs across westbound across Swift Avenue South. The sergeant stops his car in an effort to try to contain him from continuing his forward path, which is southbound. And in the department's edged weapons training, they use another uh, video that highlights something similar with an edged weapon person that, to my understanding, is not yet public, but they use it for training in-house of a similar circumstance, officers trying to move forward of the suspect in a distance to try to contain their movement as they, can, as they walk. Remember, this is dynamic. The biggest hurdle right now for law enforcement is containing persons in crisis who are dynamically moving with that edged weapon. This is all compounded with the lack of officers that we currently have on the streets. How do you solve this problem without having to take this individual's life? And this is why we'll get into before I really show this is before I get too emotional. Remember, the legislature last session prohibited police officers from certain less lethal tools because they were of fifty caliber. Diameter, And what that means with the letter of the law, as police officers must interpret that, is a lot of the 40 millimeter less lethal launchers that we have that shoot a projectile could not be used for this incident legally. Yes, I've heard some people make the argument that the department has authorized the use of those 40 millimeter launchers. But as police officers who deploy these, number one, you should follow the rule of law, state law, which prohibits their use. So there's an issue there, and it's my understanding in current session right now, legislative session, that that law is being reformed, no pun intended, to recapture the 40 millimeter launcher so police can use it. But if you're the police officer, you're this canine handler, you have limited resources, you don't have less lethal right now, the only thing you have is that tool in front of you, that police dog. And he is a tool. He's a piece of property. That's the only thing available for this officer besides his handgun. So right now you're already in a conundrum. You don't have enough resources to contain this person. He's armed with an edge weapon. You can't just let him wander randomly to go into other homes. You have to intervene. So you were in a no-win situation. The only win out of this would have been as if this suspect would have just complied, if he had the mental capacity to comply to recognize that police are trying to stop him and for him to give up. But that doesn't happen.
0: Nope. Sarge, he's got a fucking machete!
1: So the officer realizes the Sarge is probably a little bit too close. And he says to him verbally, Sarge, he has an effing machete. You use real verbiage in these types of tense situations. This is it. Sergeant gets out on foot, tries to contain this guy. And we'll tie this into another... OIS shooting, and I can't get into too many specifics because a lot of this is still an appeal, union interests. And I I really can't get into the, uh, the nuts and bolts of that stuff. So I apologize. I just don't want to be accused of improper procedures. So he's just holding up that machete, holding it up. Stay back, stay back. You're trying to delay this, trying to contain them. Breathing heavy, heart rate's escalated. You're waiting for other units. And it switches the sergeant's sergeant's body. Uh, you here. want to
0: take him? Stop. Stop. Stop it now.
1: Trying to develop a plan. Do you want to take him? Meaning that's the sergeant talking to the officer. Do you want to take him? Meaning sending the dog. Take him. They only have two people right now.
0: Hold the Line with Mike Solon is sponsored by StopDefunding.com. The senseless trend of defunding police departments must be stopped. Over 200,000 reasonable citizens have already signed our petition, and we need your help. Visit StopDefunding.com and add your signature to help us protect public safety. Now more than ever, our voices must be heard. Speak up at StopDefunding.com.
1: So this is a good time, I think, to even, like, you capture it. The sergeant then, good job on his part to talk with the canine officer. Hey, do you want to take him? But he's also got this person with a machete directly in front of him. So now he puts his attention to the suspect, trying to use his body as a shield to prevent this suspect's further movement south towards community members in their vehicles who are right at the scene. What would happen if he starts to get into one of their cars? This guy is absolutely in crisis. What do you do? So if we were to have a 40-millimeter launcher at this scene, you're waiting for that to arrive. And the amount of people you would need for a 40-millimeter launcher, let me tell you, number one, you're going to need somebody who's trained on it that actually can deploy it. Then you're going to need a lethal cover. So that's two. Then you're going to need a third officer who would be the hands-on, the, su- uh, the person that would want to put hands-on the suspect to arrest them, literally put handcuffs on them. So that's three. And what would be fantastic if you had a team of four, a secondary officer who would also assist the hands-on officer. And then one of those people out of the four would be in charge of the verbal commands to the suspect. But right now, folks, we only have two. And the only tool we have available is that dog. Time is of the essence because you don't want this guy continuing to walk randomly down a public street where there's people everywhere armed with a machete. So he almost charges the sergeant there. They could have shot him. You can see his handguns out. Clear as day, he's got what appears to be some, almost like a spear some kind of mop, and a towel, and like a huge machete. So legally, we could have already shot them here, but they don't. They're trying to de-escalate. We're waiting for other resources, but we don't have them.
0: Stop it now. Hold on. Stay back. Stay back. Stay back. Two, Sam. Pick it up. I need containment from the precinct side. We got one running with a machete.
1: So you can hear the sergeant's voice. It's escalating. We need containment. We need more resources. You can see the people in their vehicle stopped. You've got a guy right next to your driver's door, basically, across the street, running towards you with a machete. And you've got two police officers and a canine dog in chase. And the sergeant recognizes we need more units to contain this guy. Stop him from moving. There's no other less lethal tools here that could be deployable because we don't have the resources for it.
0: Seattle police! Sam, I need someone from the precinct side, quick! Stop now! Stop! Get on the ground! Do it now! Get on the ground. ground.
1: They both draw their weapons because he stopped and faced them. So they point him directly at the suspect, protecting themselves from that lethal threat. They could have shot him there. Legally, they could have. But in today's political climate, with the the hyper-focused conversation around de-escalation, they're restrained. They're professionals. He hasn't charged them. But he's definitely menaced them. These are highly trained police officers trying to contain this person.
0: Two SAM block traffic from the from the precinct side. What do, you, what do you want to do? I'm gonna send the dog. He's gonna get fucking shot though. Okay.
1: So you hear him? He's got, He wants to. He's, the sergeant's saying, "What do you want to do?" And you can hear the canine handler respond, I want to send the dog, but we may, you know, guy's going to get shot. He's debating that. Thankfully, we have another patrol officer come from the north, mind you. But we have nobody to the south, deep. If you look deep, that's towards the south precinct.
0: To Sam, I need more units down here now.
1: So the patrol car goes deep, tries to get in front of that community member's vehicle to protect them in an effort to hinder or impede the suspect's movement, continued movement southbound. So a little bit of a slight relief that we have another unit that gives you better odds to then possibly intervene with this suspect because we cannot allow him to continue.
0: Stop it right there! Stop it! No! No! Stop it! No. Stop it right now! Stop it right now!
1: There it is—the dog doing his job. And you see the suspect—he's stabbing Jedi. And for policy, the officer moves in try to get control of his dog dog to pull him out. And the officer uh, intervenes and he gets stabbed in the face.
0: Okay. Okay, Shut up. Shut up. Two Sam, shots fired guys officer, officer.
1: Uh, sorry I'm gonna be dramatic here but it's real it's the first time I've seen that so the officer that you just saw across your screen that was the officer that delivered the fatal rounds to protection to protect the canine officer handler who was just stabbed so I've been told that police dogs, our property. And it's unlawful for police officers to, in an effort to save the dog, shoot somebody that's trying to kill the dog because it is property. The officer that delivered the lethal rounds to the suspect saw that the canine handler was also stabbed and then to save his life Decided to take action. That's as much as I'll get into that, okay? So now he's continuing to cover. You got the canine handler going to get his dog out of the way, try to rend raid, see how he's doing. Saying that he's hit. So now you got more units coming. Now, mind you... Guys, this has been what? Almost five minutes? And we're still waiting on other units to come help. We don't want to say help on the radio. I mean, that's just police jargon. Help is like, hey, I need, I need immediate backup. We say assistance. Because when we say help, that's like everybody drops everything they're doing and go. But now this is a help the officer situation. And finally, we're getting other units to arrive. But this is why I talk about staffing. There's not enough cops on the street. We're at below minimum safe staffing levels every watch, every precinct, every shift. All could have been avoided because of politics. So now you can't use less lethal tools that may have prevented this. Now we've lost a police dog who is a tool. Um who had appeared to sacrifice himself to intervene on this suspect and save his partner's life. His partner being the human canine handler. I I, I just... Dog, dog, dog. Take him. Take him. I can't watch it anymore. Or you could hear him say, take him, take him. And I, what did that dog do? Absolutely, let's get it. Doing his job. What are we at now? It's a long one here, folks. I apologize. It just needs to be talked about. So this ties into another uh, edged weapon situation where a person in crisis was dynamically moving downtown Seattle in Queen Anne, and uh, police try to intervene, use their vehicles and their bodies to block the suspect's path. Ultimately, the suspect ended up losing his life. We'll put the link in the description. But from this incident, and I'll be very vague, this ended up into some discipline and uh, focus on de-escalation, tactics, plans. And you can draw your own conclusions here, but I can tell you that um, this undoubtedly was in the mind of the current handler that was just involved with losing his dog. This incident, this past incident in May of 2020, is having a significant impact in his decision-making. Whereas in the May 2020 incident, the officer that was disciplined was told that he should have used his dog on a person with an edged weapon. So that's what the dog is for. It's a tool. But until we get a handle on dynamic edged weapons with persons in crisis. We're going to see these continue and continue and continue. And the confusion, excuse me, the blame will continue to be put on police officers. I appreciate you guys watching. Like and subscribe. It's the only way to get this message out there. Police officers are fantastic people. And uh, it's an honor and a privilege to to represent them and give you the truth. Thanks for watching. Rest in peace, Jedi.